Welcome to Faith Changes Everything, a broadcast of Faith Heights Church. Yeah! Friend, we're so glad you tuned in. We want you to remember the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 9, verse 23. He said, All things are possible to them that believe. Therefore, according to the words of Jesus, no matter what you're struggling with, you can overcome it. And no matter where you're at in life, you can always go higher. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Today we're going to talk about victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. I want to say right up front, church, victory is not something that happens in your life just because God wants it to happen. Victory is not something that happens in your life just because you have a need and you prayed. Victory is not something that happens in your life because all the stars are in your favor or because of luck or because of fate. No, the Bible tells us why victory happens for some people and why victory doesn't happen for other people. Now, here's the news flash. God wants everybody overcoming everything. He wants you winning over disease. He wants you winning over sickness. He wants you winning over fear. He wants you winning over addictions. He wants you winning over relationship problems. He wants you winning over death, hell, and the grave. He wants you winning over everything. And he's told us in his word how you can do that. And so I want to encourage you, open up your ears today. Believe with us that the prayer we just prayed worked, guys, because I believe there's some life-saving things that are going to transpire in the next few minutes. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. The Bible says, now, right now, whether you feel like it or not, thanks be unto God. For what? For victory. But I don't feel it yet. Exactly. Do you want to feel it? then you better right now start doing something that you haven't been doing. Church, listen. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep having what you've always had. You're going to have to break out of the norm and be a little different if you want to see some difference in your life. The Bible says, Now thanks be unto God, which... 99% of the time. 99.9% of the time. That's unscriptural. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph. That means win. That means victory. Thanks be unto God for what? Which always causes us to triumph in Christ. That's the only part I want you to focus on right now. We'll get to the second part later. Church, God never promised there'd be no battles. He's, he never promised there'd be no opposition to your faith in God. He never promised there'd be no opposition to your health. He never promised there'd be no opposition to your finances. He never promised there'd be no opposition from the enemy to your marriages and your families. But he did promise you always win if you're in Christ. Now one translation says, Thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph because of Christ. Do you realize your relationship with Jesus means that everything he has becomes yours. 
Huh? Do you realize a lot of stuff and a lot of people and a lot of demons came against Jesus and he won over all of them? Do you realize the same power that put him over now will put you over if you're in Christ? Everything he did, he did not do for himself. Everything he won over, he did for us. The Bible says that, see, we're not, we're not a church that says there's no problems and there's no storms. <laughs> it's kind of obvious there is. Right? We're a church that preaches you can get above it. We talk a lot about living above the storm. Faith Heights Church, living above the storm. Carla does a great teaching on that when she teaches about the Bible talking about waiting on the Lord and renewing our strength and mounting up with wings as eagles and running and not being weary and walking and not fainting. Even the youth shall be weary and faint and utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. And one of the things about the eagle is when there is a storm and the wind's blowing, I mean, he, the eagle just locks its wings and lets the wind take him above the storm or her above the storm to where, you know, one of the greatest ways to get victory is just go higher than the problem. The Lord will lift you up. Many scriptures talk about the Lord lifting you up above, out of, into greater places, higher places. And so this scripture is telling us that God's not saying there's, there's going to be problems. There'd be no triumph if there was no opposition. Yes, there's going to be storms. You can be in a storm, but friend, you do not have to let that storm in you. You can be filled with God to where there's no vacancies, where there's no room for that. You may be in it, but it doesn't have to be in you. And this scripture says God wants you to win every time. We are not of the mindset. Now, I know most of the world is, and we love the people, and we want them to come into these truths. Most of the world says this. You win some, and you lose some. I don't believe that. Amen. This scripture is not in line with that. You want to be bold with me for a minute? You want to say something that maybe your head don't understand yet? Say this. I I always always win win in Christ. Christ. We win, church. We win. You win over everything. Now, I'm going to say some things in the next few minutes that are really interesting. You need to listen with your inner ears. Paul said this about himself in the midst of some very troubling times. He said, my spirit has no rest. I'm looking for Titus. I can't find him. Things are coming from every angle. He was pressed. He was in the midst of adversity. Things were trying to get him. And right in the middle of that, he breaks in and goes, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Church, This is what we have to do. If you want to win, you can't do what you feel like doing. I said, if you want to win, you can't do what you feel like doing when the storms are on. Because you're going to feel like moaning. You're going to feel like groaning. You're going to feel like complaining. You're going to feel like worry. You're going to feel like getting on Facebook and tell everybody your problems. (laughs) Pastoral exhortation to you, don't do that. Don't be the devil's PR. 
public relations. You don't need to go telling everybody your problem. You tell the Lord what's going on and then you start talking like He wants you to talk and you can see things change that very few people see change because they don't believe these things. Now, why did Paul say this? If you read the surrounding verses, why did he say this in the midst of great adversity? Because he's not a dumb guy. He's, he's, he's learned some things. He's realized, if I say what I'm feeling, I'm going to keep having what I'm having. Yeah. He had to grow up and not be so foolish. Yeah. He had to learn to say, you know what? I'm coming out of this. Amen. God's causing me to win. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. Amen. Especially when you feel like you're going down. I asked myself, who's the us he's talking about? And the Lord said, well, if you read it specifically, it was Paul and his company. He's causing us, who are in these severe trials, to win. But here's the thing. This scripture will work for you if you say it in those times of your life when you feel like you're going down. Paul knew he had to say what he believed if he was going to see a change in his circumstances. And you talk about seeing a change in his circumstances. You read 2 Timothy chapter 3 and chapter 4. Paul says, you know what? I have fought a good fight. I'm Paul the aged. He'd gotten up there in years. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And now there's a crown laid up for me, which the righteous judge shall give me at that day. My departure is at hand. I'm about ready to leave the earth realm. He's talking to Timothy. Transferring all these things to a young minister who's going to take over. And then Paul said, he said, everybody left me. Luke went over here and Demas forsook me, loving the present world. And only, only Luke, actually only Luke was with him. And all these other people departed. He said, yet, yet the Lord didn't leave me. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And all those afflictions and persecutions that came to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, all of them, out of them all, the Lord delivered me. He's basically saying goodbye and telling him what the Lord had brought him through. Him saying this right here and other things like this is one of the reasons God was able to show victory in his life. And, and a lot of people don't say what Paul said and therefore God can't do certain things for them because you've got to do what Paul did if you want what Paul had. You're going to have to rise up in the midst of adversity and bad doctor's reports and relationship problems and fear and financial bondage and say, thanks be unto God, which always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. That word always, you should probably put it on a piece of paper, stick it on your mirror, stick it on your fridge, stick it everywhere you can. Always. What does always mean? Well, actually I did it, I, I saw a definition of this and I, I wrote it down but I didn't bring it. But really, it's really, it's quite a revelation. The word always means always. <laughs> it's a good study. You ought to check it out. <laughs> but Paul is talking about victory in the midst of apparent defeat. You can't always talk about what your physical eyes are seeing and what your body is feeling. You've got to talk about what you believe when you, from the Word of God that you've received. Amen. There's three areas of choice that you have to choose properly if you want to live in victory. Anybody interested? Yes. Come back next week and we'll go through all three of them. And <laughs> Let's start right now, church. Let's start right now. Turn with me to John chapter 8. And I want to show you three areas where you can make certain choices and you can live in victory over every storm and every problem. Is there going to be battles? Are you going to feel pain at times? 
Are you going to be opposed? Actually, the Bible says you and I as believers have an adversary, the devil. And as a roaring lion, he walks about seeking whom doesn't make these three choices. Seeking whom he may devour. You know what? If he's seeking whom he may devour, that shows me right there he can't devour everybody or he'd just be picking people off left and right. He has to look for openings. He has to look for opportunities. He's seeking whom he may devour. That means he may not devour everybody because some people are doing what Paul did. Did Paul have problems? He said, we, I was beat with rods. Man, they tried to kill me. They tried to stone me. I was a night and a day in the deep. I, I was in this problem, that problem. All kinds of stuff came to Paul, but he said, I was delivered from them all. The enemy wants you staying in the mess. God wants you turning the mess into a message by hanging on to his word and letting his supernatural power lift you out. When, when it's all said and done, the devil's going to wish he never would have attacked us. Because the test turned into a testimony. The mess turned into a message. Friend, no matter what you're going through, you need to believe what God said here. He wants to always cause you to triumph. And that means what you're going through right now. If it's a legal issue, if it's a mental battle, if it's a physical battle, if it's a marriage or fi family or, or relationship battle or financial battle, God wants you to win over it. Yeah, and he's going to help you today. But you're going to have to be a doer of the word. You can't just leave here and say, man, church was good today. You need to leave here changed, doing something you haven't been doing before. All right? It says in John chapter 8, look at verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. How many people believe on the Lord? Then the Lord has a word for you today. He said, if you that believe on me, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Do you see right here that you got to know something? And you're going to have to be disciplined enough to continue in the Word to know like you need to know. I hope, I pray, and I'm trusting this is not the only time you're getting into the Bible for the next seven days. Try eating one meal a day physically and see how you do on the job year after year. You're going to be weak. You're going to have physical troubles, right? No, no, we need to eat every day. If you need physical food every day, you need spiritual food even much more every day. Jesus said, man shall not live. You're not going to make it on bread alone, but you are going to make it by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. We need to be reading our Bibles every day. We need to be going to church on a regular basis to hear anointed messages from God catered directly for us. We need to be in the Word and eating the Word of God every day if you want to enjoy freedom in your life. I can't do this for you. Not to the degree you need it. I've studied for today. I've prayed for today. I believe I got a word from the Lord for today. But I can't take the place of you doing what you're supposed to do. Jesus said, if you want to be free, you're going to have to be disciplined like a disciple in this area of knowing the truth. And the truth will make you free. Anybody like that word? Amen. So that shows me right there, being free is a choice to continue in the Word. Being free is not 
a, a lucky happening. Being free is not just, you know, something that happens for special people. Being free is the result of you getting in the Word, knowing the truth, and the truth making you free. Look at Hosea 4, 6. You don't have to turn there. They'll put it on the screen. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, God said, my people, you know, my precious beloved, my people are destroyed. For what? For what? For lack of knowledge. This is unnecessary adversity. Amen. Destroying for, being destroyed for lack of knowledge is not necessary. You and I can know the word. Are you kidding me? You can go online today and read the Bible in 29 different translations. You can get all the helps and the materials. Our archives are free on the internet. Others are free. You can hear the word and study the word to where everything in you that's not right is flushed out. And you are now full of the word of God and no more room for depression. No more room for fear. Anybody ever flushed bad stuff out of your life by getting in the word so much? It's called getting free through the law of displacement. You can get so full of God's word, there's no room for anxiety. It's called the flush out process. Put the glass of milky water under the sink and turn on the water. After a while, that milky water turns to crystal clear water. That water got clear through the law of displacement. You can get free from depression. You can get free from fear. You can get free from addictions. You can get free from anything through the same law of displacement. More word, less problems. More spirit of God, less problems. But see, a lot of people don't want to do this. They just want somebody to pray for them. Just lay your hands on them. That'll help some, but if you want permanent help, it's going to come from personal effort. Jesus said these things happen for disciplined ones, disciples. And if you really want to be free, you need to continue in the Word. Look at that. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Interesting. That doesn't have to happen. I said, you don't have to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, God sent His Word to heal you and to deliver you from your destructions. What does that mean? That means if you need healing or deliverance, you need His Word. Not just somebody to pray for you. You can't fix through prayer what only getting in His Word can fix. Every one of us, not just preachers, not just teachers, every one of us need to be reading the Bible regularly, like you eat food regularly. You need to be hearing anointed sermons catered for you regularly. Not just people called to full-time ministry. We all need to be in the Word. Actually, Proverbs chapter 4 says, if we'll attend to God's Word, if we'll incline our ear unto His sayings, if we'll not let these words depart from our eyes, you know, be in it a lot. He said, those words that you find would be life unto you and they would be health, now listen, to all your flesh. So some people that get all spiritual, well, it's good for the heart. It's good for your flesh to get in the Word. It'll heal anything. There, there's, there's no such thing as an incurable disease. To man there is, but not to God. Man saying there's no hope is not Jesus saying there's no hope. There is hope for everybody on this planet. For your mind, your emotions, your body, your finances, your kids, your marriage, there's hope. And God always causes us to triumph if we believe these things. But first you've got to know them. So everybody got that? Number one, what are you going to choose if you want to live in victory? You're going to choose to get in the Word. You're going to go to church whether you feel like it or not. 
There are opposing forces that do not want you going to church. Because those opposing forces know what you're going to get in church. You're going to get knowledge, and that knowledge is going to reveal the truth to you, and the truth is going to make you free. So why don't, I, why don't you just wake up in the morning and go to church whether you feel like it or not. Hear the Word of God whether you feel like get Get these things developed in you whether you feel like it or not. Because you're going to need them. My advice to everybody is this. Put God's Word in you when you don't need it. And it'll be there when you do need it. Number two. You're going to have to choose. You ready? You're going to have to choose to believe what you know. God's Word says. Turn to 1 John 4.16. 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. The Bible says we have known, everybody say known, and. What's and? It's a conjunction. It's connecting the previous and the coming, right? We have known and believed the love that God has to us. How do you know it's a good thing to know that God loves you? But it's another really good thing to believe in that love during the crisis of life. Yeah. You know what I mean by believe in the love of God? Stop worrying. Amen. Worry is more than just a bad idea. It hinders you from receiving help from the Lord. That's why the Lord time and time and time again said, don't worry. Did you ever read in the scriptures where it said, Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry. Don't worry. He wasn't saying, don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. He was saying, don't worry so that everything could be okay. Worry is a block. Worry is not faith. God has to get us out of worry so we can receive from Him like we're supposed to. Worry is a choice. Now, I want to encourage you. Feeling worried is not that big a deal. But if you start talking your worries, and you start acting your worries, and you start living according to your worries, you're getting in trouble. Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And that which I was afraid of has happened unto me. You may feel it, but don't act it. Don't talk it. Stay out of it. Worry is not faith. And this scripture here tells us one of the greatest things we can believe in. What is that? The love of God. <laughs> when you really start understanding how much the Lord loves you, it's ridiculous to think he wants to make you sick. When you really start understanding what it means the Lord loves you, it's ridiculous to think he wants you poor, wants you broke. He's a father. And if we are good to our children, how much more is he good to us, Jesus said. And I want to show you uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 37, about the love of God. Something we need to be believing. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. If you read the previous verse, it says, All the day, all day long, we're killed all day long. Look, we're counted as sheep for the slaughter. I've got all these problems. All this is coming against me. I was probably just the will of God. Well, I got my cross in life. All these burdens. Well, you win some, you lose some. What's the next word? No! We need to say no to some of this religious teaching that's not Bible teaching. Amen. We need to say no to some of this stuff that says, well, it's just the Lord teaching you, or it's just that, or it's just this. No! 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 We are children of God, and we are more than conquerors. Now listen, through Him that loves us. Come on, if you think you're not going to make it, you're doubting His love for you. 
Because you hear what I said? If you think you're not going to make it through everything, you're doubting his love for you because this is all based on him that loved us. What is? We are more than conquerors over all these things. Don't doubt. Don't just know the Lord loves you. Believe it. Talk like it in the storms of life. Declare, I'm not going down. God loves me. I'm more than a conqueror over the sickness through him that loves me. The devil's all constantly trying to just hit blows at the love of God. You hit a blow back and say, God loves me and has only good in store. Right? Now let me just share this in closing. Let me share this. Psalm 91 says this. God will be with us in trouble. Many believers, most of the church world believes that. But they stop right there. God is with me in trouble. And you know what? That's what they experience. They experience He's with them while they're going down. And that's better than nothing. But the next half of the verse says He delivers us from that trouble. And if you go from believing He's with you in trouble to the level that He will deliver you from the trouble, you will see that in your life. Believe it all. Believe He's with you in trouble, sure. But you need to also believe He delivers you from the trouble and be expecting to see the clouds part, the light get brighter, victory. I see shore ahead. You need to be believing that I'm coming out of this thing because i got more to do for Him. Oh, church, you got to believe all of it. Some people believe, God forgives my sins. I'm forgiven for my sins. And they stop there. That's wonderful. That's great. That's powerful. But the next half of the verse says, He also heals all your diseases. Why don't you believe He loves you enough to do that too? Because whatever you believe concerning the love of God is what He can show you in your life. Come on, do you see that? Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe, you'll see the healing. If you you, you got to believe He loves you that much. And the final thing what you got to choose is this. you got to choose to know. you got to choose to believe what you know is true. And you got to choose to say it. Like Paul. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21, you shall be satisfied with the fruit of your mouth. If you're not satisfied with your level of health, if you're not satisfied with your level of prosperity or whatever, you need to start producing better things with your mouth. If you will talk better, you will live better. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Are you listening? And you got to do what Paul did. I say right in the middle of the storm, thanks be unto God who's giving me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. And just say it's happening. Let's pray. Father, we're asking for all people that are in the sound of my voice that you would help them right now to receive you as their Lord and Savior. Say this, friend, if you want to be born again. Jesus, I believe in you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me and making me brand new on the inside. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God.